morning, Parkview. How are we doing? We good? Good, good. Good to see everybody. I'm so glad you made the choice uh, to be here uh, this weekend. And we are starting a brand new series. And I just want to say to you, whether you've been around Parkview for uh, a lot of years or maybe even decades of your life, you would consider yourself uh, a church person who's gone for a long time. Or if you're just now coming back to church, uh, only been around for a few weeks, no matter where you are in your journey with God, I really feel like this series is going to be meaningful. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, as we dive in and talk about some of our issues, some of our concerns, some of our habits and hang-ups, our burdens, this series is called Baggage. And here's what I want to do to get us all headed in the same direction today and in this series. I want to tell you about an event that happened in my life. This goes back eight or nine years ago. But ever since this happened, I've been changed. It totally reframed the way I see people and the way I see myself. Here's what happened. Around 2009, back in Southern California, I was leading a church that I had started, Discovery Church, and we had three Sunday morning services. And so my regular rhythm was I would preach a service, and then I would come down and talk to people, hang out, you know, that sort of thing, pray with people. And then I'd go preach another service, and I'd come down and hang out and that sort of thing three times. And so on this particular weekend, uh, I get done preaching, and I come down off the stage, and there's maybe three or four people that I'm going to talk with. And as I'm talking to the first person, I can see about two or three people into into the line of people. There's a couple. And I know this couple. I've known them for a long time. And they are both just crying. They have tears streaming down their face. And so I'm trying to keep my composure. I talk to a few people. They finally get up in front of me. And as they get up in front of me, the husband pulls out this huge folder, like a manila folder, you know. And it's, it's, it's like two, maybe two and a half inches thick. And he opens it up, and it's just full of all kinds of bills, Phone bills, electric bills, gas bills, their mortgage for their house. And they begin to tell me how they're between six and eight months behind on all of their bills. They're getting ready to lose their car. They're getting ready to lose their home. They have kiddos. And I was just wrecked. And they're crying. I pray with them. I send them to someone else in the church so they can help take care of them. I go backstage, and I try and get ready to go out and preach a second service, trying to compose myself right. And so I do that. I come out. I preach the second service. I come down front off of the stage, and no kidding, honest truth, Parkview. I step down off the stage. There's a guy standing right in front of me. I know him well. He and his wife sit right over to the right-hand side or the left-hand side of the stage every single uh, weekend. And he's standing in front of me, and, and he's not crying at all. He, in fact, his face looks very stern. He looks very upset. He looks very mean. He looks like he wants to beat me up, okay, it was, he's, and he's a big guy. And no kidding, I, I, he comes up in front of me, and he has in his hand a folder. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Is this some kind of joke? Are you serious? Now, his folder's not nearly as thick. It's like maybe a, a half inch thick. But he begins to open it up, and inside there is all of these emails that he has printed out that show evidence of an affair that his wife has been having 
with a guy. And so I'm just devastated for him. I'm praying with him and connect him with somebody and make plans to see him later on in the week. And I go back to try and get ready for the third service. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm literally, I'm on my knees thinking, you know, God, what am, what am I going to do? I'm trying to carry all of these burdens and stuff like that. And never once in like 15 years of ministry prior to that had I ever had anyone bring me a folder. <laughs> ever. And now I've had two people bring me folders in like the span of two hours. And I'm thinking, what's going to happen at the next service? You know, what's going to be? So anyway, I get through the third service. I talk to some folks. No one brings me a folder. Praise God. And uh, I, get, I get through that emotionally. I remember going out and sitting in the car, and I just feel numb. I drive home. I try and explain to my wife what's going on. And she kind of understands, but I'm just carrying all of this. I go through the evening, uh, and, and I'm just wiped out. And so I go to bed early. I go to bed at like 9, 9.30. 10 o'clock, 10.30, I'm still laying in bed wide awake. 11 o'clock, wide awake. Midnight, I look at my clock. Midnight, wide awake. 1 a.m., I'm wide awake. You ever been there? You ever, all you want to do is sleep and you're laying there like wide awake. Like 2 a.m., I'm wide awake. I could go run a marathon at 2 a.m. I mean, theoretically, I couldn't really, but I could have wanted to run a marathon at 2 a.m. And you ever been there and, and just like you, all you want to do is sleep. And I start to argue with God. I start to ask God, what is this about and what's going on and why? I was so confused. And I want to tell you something. I did not hear the audible voice of God, but I heard God as clearly as you and I are sitting here today. I hear God say this to me, Todd, because he calls me Todd, that's who I am and he knows my, my name, so it's Todd, says, yes Lord, yeah I didn't hear him but I didn't, okay, uh, Todd, and here's what he says, everyone has folders, do you realize that Todd, everyone has folders, we all have them, you don't always just get to see them all, some of them are really thick and some of them are really thin. Some of them are old and tattered because we've been carrying these folders around for a lot of years or a lot of decades. And some of them are pristine and new and as recent as just this last week or even last night. But listen, we all have folders. And it's okay to have folders, to have stuff, to have baggage in our life. In fact, Parkview, you know what? I think one of the things we love about this place is that this is a place where it's okay to have folders. Amen? This is that kind of place. That's why we love this place and gather up here. This is a place where it's okay to not be okay. Okay? Right? We love it. That's why we gather up here. We love what God does. We love what Jesus does in our lives. And here's what I've done today. I've taken some time to just write out on some folders some of the different burdens and some of the baggage, some of the concerns that, that I talk with people about in the last few months or the last year, some of the things we carry around. I'm just going to share some of these folders with you to get us all headed in the same direction today as we launch into this series. And if I share a folder that is like you, if you're carrying this folder, and don't stand up and cheer, okay? Don't like, yay! That's, no, that's not right. And don't point to somebody because that's, that's, that's inappropriate too, okay? So just don't, don't point and no standing. But if, if you see a folder that is you, just go, yeah, you know what? I, I, I used to carry that or I... That's, I walked in with that. That's actually some burden that I walk in with. So here's the first one. The first folder I would share with you is neglect. And the reason I would share this with you is because it's one that I think I wrestle with a lot, uh, carrying this around. What, what happens is I get so busy living in the future that I neglect the now. My mind gets so busy thinking about and planning for tomorrow that a lot of times I don't enjoy today. I just, I just have a hard time with that sometimes. I neglect living in the moment and it's just kind of a burden. It's something that I carry around. And 
in my life. And maybe that's, maybe that's you. Maybe that's not you. Maybe for you it's a new job. You have a new job and you're trying to figure out how to make this whole thing work. And, and it, it's heavy. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. But it's actually it's a burden. It's become baggage. Or maybe it's not a new job. Maybe it's a new marriage. And you got married and you're so excited because you're thinking, hello, marriage is going to be awesome. And then you get married. And you realize, you know, it's good, but it's, it's tough. I mean, this is serious, like folder, okay? And this is not easy. And so maybe a new marriage is, a, again, a wonderful thing, but it's, it's what you're carrying around. Or maybe it's not a new marriage. Maybe it's a new baby. And, and babies are great, right? Babies are blessings, but they're also burdens, okay? Because they're poopy and they keep you up a lot. And so maybe you love carrying your baby around, but they're also a burden. That's just kind of the way it is. Or maybe it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe it's elderly parents. Maybe it's not a new baby. Maybe it's your mom and dad who are, they're aging, and it is really, really hard to know what to do. Do you move them in with you, or do you find them an assisted living place? And it's, it's tough. It's super heavy to carry around. Or maybe it's not something that deep and that meaningful. Maybe it's something a whole lot lighter, but it's really important to you. And maybe it's just car envy. You just you see a car and you're like, I'm going to have that car. I, I know she has it, and I'm going to have it too. And I'm saving up, and I'm going to work forever and ever and ever, and I'm going to get that car. And so maybe 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 that's your folder. Or maybe it's a car payment. Maybe the problem is you got the car, right? And now you have the car. <clears throat> you get the car payment. I should have never bought that car. I should have never done that. I shouldn't have that in my life. And now I'm trying to figure out the car payment, and I'm going to have to let it go. And and maybe so that's your folder. Or maybe it's something even heavier with a car. Maybe it's it's a car wreck. Maybe just a few weeks or a few months or maybe even a few years ago. You got into a wreck, and you're still trying to recover from that physically. You still have some things going on. Or mentally, every time you get in a car, you're thinking, am I going to be okay? And it's, 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 it's pretty heavy. It's baggage that, that you carry around. Or maybe it's an unbelieving husband or coworker, or wife or grandparent or kid. And all you want, all you want is for this person to come to know Jesus. You want them to come to Parkview with you. And you think about this all the time. Maybe it's embarrassment. You're just embarrassed about something at school or at work. And, and I actually was told just a little while ago that I misspelled embarrassment. And so <clears throat> I, I, I promise I didn't mean to do that. Uh, I gave it my best. And of course, the fact that I misspelled it is embarrassing to me. Uh, thanks for telling me that near the end of the weekend. Um, <clears throat> Despair, maybe you have despair in your life, maybe you have a rebellious child in your life, and, and, and this is not the way you raised them, and they're off kind of doing their own thing. And to have your heart wandering around outside your body every single hour is, is brutal. Maybe it's not a rebellious child, maybe it's an unmotivated child. They're just not doing, they're not living up to their potential, and it just kills you. And this is kind of your folder. Or maybe it's just being perfect. You just you have to dress perfect. You have to talk perfect. You have to make sure everybody is, is, is perfect. And, and every time you leave a situation or a conversation, you replay it in your mind. Did I say the right thing? Did I act the right way? And it's just this whole idea of being perfect. And it weighs on you constantly. Or maybe it's some kind of debt that you have in your life. Or maybe it's a foreclosure on one of your houses. Or maybe it's a sickness. You know, you, you were told and the doctor said the medicine, you know, it'll start working. And it hasn't. And maybe no one even really knows, but, it, but it's something you're going to have to tell people. And, and that's, that's huge. Or maybe it's an old unresolved conflict with somebody. And, and every time you see them, it just it kind of pops back up. Or maybe it's an old unrealized dream. You had this thing you thought you'd be doing, this thing you thought you'd launch, this business that you thought you'd start or whatever. And now here you are, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, and you haven't done it. And it kind of weighs, weighs on you. Maybe it's an old unconfessed sin. Something in your life that you just haven't told anybody and keeps you down. 
Maybe it's this. Maybe it's your ex. Maybe it's your ex-husband. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is your folder. Maybe he's your baggage. And just to keep it, you know, safe and clean, maybe it's her. Maybe it's, maybe it's, it's it could be him or it could be her, right? It, either one could be your folder. They're both folders sometimes, right? Or what about this? Maybe it's just raising your kids. Raising kids is hard. Maybe you're constantly thinking about, am I doing good? I, I know I'm not a perfect parent, but, you know, am I doing okay? Are they going to be okay? Or maybe it's lust that just plagues so many people's lives, or maybe it's lying. You just lie. You lie about things you don't even need to lie about. It's like, why do I do this? Maybe that's your folder. Maybe it's alcohol or something like that, or maybe it's drugs, or maybe it's some sort of abuse that happened in your life a long time ago that whenever you're alone, your mind just goes there and thinks about it. Maybe it's buying a home. You just think, man, if we could just buy a home, man, that would be amazing. If we could just save up, if we could just get a home, we'd be secure. That would be fantastic, buying a home. Maybe, maybe that's your folder. Maybe it's selling a home. Maybe the problem is you bought a home, and now you need to sell a home. And you're thinking, if we could just sell it, that would change our whole life. Maybe it's anger. Maybe your folder is anger. Maybe you just carry around a lot of anger in your life. Maybe, maybe even right now, like, like today, you're sitting here thinking, how many folders do you have? Seriously, I mean, are we gonna, is this what we're going to do? Is it, so is this like the whole morning? Do we just talk about folders? Because I did not come today just to see you drop folders all over the place. And you're getting really angry right now. So if you're getting angry right now, this, this is your folder right here, okay? You can just own up in this room. In fact, I'm going to set it right over here. I'm just going to save this for you. That's, that, that, that's your folder, okay? And I'll sign it later, and you can take it home with you. And that, but that's you, okay? Right? So maybe it's depression. Maybe depression is, is one of yours. Or maybe you had an abortion at some point in life and and it just it still is this crazy thing that it's hard to get past or maybe it's just sadness and, and all you really want to do is have a good day it's just if I could just if I could just have a good day that's all I want I'm not asking for too much am I but you just have this sadness that is like a wet blanket over you or maybe it's doubt about all sorts of people or things or or faith or maybe it's pornography that just ravages so many people's lives or maybe it's gambling or maybe it's food that you you eat too much or or you don't don't eat enough, or maybe it's just a few words that were spoken to you a long time ago. And they still, every time you're alone, they kind of play in the background of your mind. Maybe it's bitterness from something in your life. Maybe it's jealousy of someone or some person, or maybe it's this last one. Maybe it's just top secret. Here's the thing, Todd. I can't talk about this. Because if I talked about this, it, it would be, that would be it. it I, I've had this for a long time. I have a lot of good friends, have a good marriage. But this, I, I can't be, this is, this is like top secret. I can't talk to anybody about this. And here's what I just want to say. Parkview, all of us, we all have folders in our lives. It's okay to have folders, to have stuff in our lives. But if you're taking notes today, I also want you to know this. It's not okay to just show your folders to everyone. Or unpack your bags to everyone. Everyone does not need to see your folders. Okay? Let me say it more clearly. Everyone does not want to see all of your folders. And you're thinking, well, yeah, they do. They want to know. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't necessarily want to see all of your folders. I just promise you that that is the case. In fact, if you feel like, if you, feel like you have less friends this year than you had last year, it's probably because you keep showing everyone your folders. And when we show everyone our folders, a lot of times it turns into gossip. And gossip hurts your heart. It hurts other people, and it hurts the heart of God. Did you know that actually just showing your folders to anyone, everywhere, every time you want, can actually be sinful? It can actually be sinful. Take a look at this verse in the Bible. It says, when words are many, sin is not absent. But he who holds his tongue is wise. It's not okay to just show your folders 
to everyone. Everyone doesn't need or want to see them. And then, but in here also, uh, secondarily, it's not okay to just file your folders away. Out of sight is not, you know, out of mind. You, you still think about them. And just because you pretend like your stuff, your baggage, your folders don't exist, that doesn't make them go away. So here's the question. As we launch into this new series, what do we do? What do we do, Parkview, with our folders, with our issues, our concerns, our burdens, these bags that we carry around? Well, that's where we're headed for the next few weeks in this series. For the next few weeks, we're going to talk about these four different things. We're going to talk about admitting that we have stuff in our lives. We're just going to come clean and say, yeah, this is me. I'm not perfect. I've got stuff in my life, no matter who I am. We're going to commit to a plan to, to, to get healthy and to get better in this. And you can't just admit it and then say, forget it. You have to d- devote yourself to a plan to get through some of this. Well, then we're going to transform some of our daily activities. We're going to transform our mind towards that of Christ Jesus and his word and, and the scripture. And we're going to begin to heal through that. And then we're going to learn how to maintain that in our lives so we can actually get rid of some of these things, get past some of these things, and begin to live in a way that we want to live and that God wants us to live. It's going to be an incredible time. Now today, we're going to just talk about the very first one, and that is admitting. We're going to just admit some things. And if you can't admit that you have baggage, then you're probably headed to a pretty bad place. And so today, I want to do this. If you're taking notes for yourself or for someone else, I want to share with you four different places or people that you can take this stuff to. You can't just take it to everyone. You can't. But there are four places that I want to show you today that if you have stuff in your life, these are good places to bring it and to get help and healing. Okay? The first one is this, that you can admit to God. You can admit these things to God. You can just come to him and say, God, this is my life. This is what I have going on. These are my folders. This is my stuff. And I promise you, Parkview, when you bring these things to God, God is not going to be surprised. God is not going to look down upon your life and say, what? When did you start carrying this around? Alcohol? I had no idea. Wait, wait a minute. You, you, have, you struggle with being perfect? You know, he's not going to say that. I promise you. You know Why? Because he can already see your folders. He can already see them. And and we are called in the Bible, we were commanded in Scripture to bring these things to God. In fact, look at this section of Scripture in Philippians chapter 4. It says, do not be anxious about anything. These things cause us to be anxious all the time. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Everybody say requests. Requests, bring your requests to God. Your requests are like your your issues, your thoughts, your desires. Your requests are like your burdens. Bring your burdens to God. Bring your folders to God. And when we bring our folders to God, our problems to God, you know what he does? It says, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. So here's what happens. This is so cool. We bring our requests to God. We bring our folders, our burdens. We bring our problems to God. And he trades us his peace for our problems. 
Isn't that cool? That's what it says. We bring our requests. We bring our burdens. And he trades us his peace for our problems if we'll just bring them to him. This week, this verse has been very meaningful to me. And I put one of these folders over here off to the side. And you probably remember which one it was. I made fun of it a little bit. And, and I want you to know this folder that I put off to the side isn't a folder that I usually wrestle with a lot. But this last week, the last seven or eight days, I have been, I've been just complete truth today about me. I've been carrying this folder around with me everywhere I go. The folder, if you remember which one it is, is anger. And again, this isn't something that I usually spend a whole lot of time in, you know, occasionally, but not all the time. I know some of you really wrestle with this, and I get that. But for me, this last week, something happened in my family. Something was done to one of my family members that I couldn't do anything about. They couldn't do anything about it. It was completely outside our control. And I want you to know, it, is, it has made me so upset. This last week I've been as angry as I've been in five or ten years. Easy. And you know what I've had to do? I've just had to regularly bring this to God and say, God, I don't know what to do. I can't do what I want to do in this situation, so i got to just bring this to you. And so I bring my folder to God. I bring my problems to God, and you know what he does? He, he trades it for his peace. And I've experienced that this week, but it doesn't just happen once, right? You don't just bring your folder to God and say, here you go, God. And God says, oh, great, here's peace. You know, this is, it's all better. You know, let's go get some ice cream. It's going to be great. No, 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 no. It's not the way it works. What I've had to do is I've had to bring him my anger, and, and then he gives me my peace. And then what happens is about three minutes later, I'm angry again, so i got to bring God my folder, and then, and then he gives me peace. And then about seven minutes later, I, I end up giving him my folder again, and you know what he does? He gives me peace, and then two hours later, I'm, I'm doing a little better, but then i got to bring it to him again, and then he gives me peace. And it has happened about 97 times. But that's what God does. We bring him our problems, and he trades us. For his peace, we can admit these things to God. Here's a second place that we can take them. We can admit them to a trusted friend. Every single one of us, whether you're old or young, whether you've been around church a long time or just a little bit, we need a trusted friend. Somebody that we can bring our stuff to and say, yeah, look at all this. Look at this sin. Look at this uh, problem. Look at this joy. Look at this opportunity. We need people in our lives that we can cry with and people we can laugh with, Right? We need people that we can have sorrowful times with and joyful times with. Take a look at this scripture. It will be up on the screen. Proverbs chapter 27 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. We all need people in our lives that we can trust. And sometimes... The words they say to us when we bring our junk to them, when we bring some of the, just the crap that is in our lives, when we bring that to them, sometimes it's going to wound us, the things they say. But it's better than just multiplying kisses, right? It's better than just saying what we want to hear or multiplying these kisses, tickling our ears, you know, telling us these sorts of things. I've been trying to think this, this week as we prepare to launch into this, what's it look like? with our stuff for somebody to multiply kisses in our lives. And, and there's all kinds of scenarios where this happens. But let me just give you one illustration so you'll be able to kind of spot this when it happens to you. Let's just say that maybe your folder is drinking. 
you feel like you're, you're, you're starting to drink too much. And maybe your spouse feels like you're starting to drink too much. And you didn't completely think that, but maybe you're starting to think that now. Let's just say you go to work later on this week and you're a guy. And so you're sitting around with some of your buddies at lunch. And I know you wouldn't always do this. I get that. But let's just say you really had some guts and you said, hey, guys, I just want to tell you something. I just feel like you may or may not relate to this, but I just feel like I'm starting to kind of drink too much. Almost every night when I go home from work, the reason I want to get home is so I can grab a glass of wine or a drink or something like that. Almost every night I'm going directly to a drink as soon as I get home. And let's just say this. Some of your buddies say, almost every night? You said almost every night? I mean, every night, that's what we do. I mean, when we get home, every single night, that's where it is. And one drink, I mean, Larry down there, Larry gets two or three drinks every single night. That's what Larry's doing. And you know what they're doing? They're just kind of multiplying, multiplying kisses. They're just kind of telling you what you want to hear. They're just trying to say things to make themselves also feel better. And you say, well, okay, I, I get that. Thanks for trying to, you know, make me feel better. But it, it gets even, you know, it gets worse because like every weekend for like the last several months, like on Friday or Saturday night, I'm going out. And like Friday or Saturday night, I'm, I'm out drinking. And they're like, wait a minute, Friday or Saturday? Not both? I mean, for us, it's both. I mean, Friday and Saturday. And for Larry down there, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, it's the whole weekend. He didn't even know where he's at right now. Okay, this Larry is going on down there, right? And so, and so here's, here's what they're doing, right? They're, they're multiplying kisses in your life. They're just telling you what they want. They think you want to hear and what's good for them. And, and here's the whole thing, part, if you catch this. You see, our calling, right? Our calling in life is not to be just a little bit better than Larry, right? Our calling is to be more like Jesus, and to honor him with our life and, and that sort of thing. And so I tell you this, when you're bringing your folders, when you're bringing your stuff to a trusted friend, make sure that friend has also put their trust in Jesus. Amen? When you're bringing things to a trusted friend, make sure that trusted friend has already put their trust in Jesus. And let me tell you something. If your trusted friend has not already put their trust in Jesus, then you probably can't trust that trusted friend. Trust me. Okay, I mean, you can talk to other folks, but you don't want to be bringing this and trying to get help from people who haven't put their trust in Jesus, who haven't put their trust in God, because you're going to get advice that is just like, you know, tickling your ears. It's, it's just whispers to you that you want to hear. But if you have a good trusted friend, you can bring those things to them. Here's another place that we can admit these things, and that is to a leader around here at Parkview. If you have stuff in your life, you can bring that to a leader around here at Parkview. Now, I know that many, many folks around here at Parkview grew up in or around the Catholic faith and religion. And that's great. I'm glad. I'm thankful for that tradition in your lives. But what I want you to know is that at Parkview, it's not exactly like the Catholic faith in the fact that we're not like priests and that sort of thing. And so around here at Parkview, we do not believe that you have to come to us, some of the leaders or pastors, in order to come to God. Now, now, we welcome you to come to us as you've gone to God, but you don't have to come to us to get to God. But, but it is true that sometimes you just need someone with skin on, right? You just need someone you can talk to, someone that can pray with you, someone that you can just, they can put their armor on your shoulder. And so here's what I want to say today, when we get ready to leave this auditorium, uh, we've designated even extra folks, some more people to just come along right down here around the front of the stage. And they're just going to hang out for a while as soon as this service is over today. And if you need somebody to talk to, man, I'm praying that you would have the guts and the boldness today to come up here and talk to someone. And say, hey, honey, would you go ahead and go get the kiddo? Or 
to be a little bit late to that lunch meeting and talk with somebody today. Listen, listen, do not walk out of here today carrying the same bag you carried in here. Don't walk out of here with the same folder that you came in here with. Spend some time talking to someone today. In fact, the scripture talks about this. It says in Galatians 6, share each other's troubles and problems and so obey our Lord's command. This isn't just like something to say, well, you know, that'd be kind of fun or, you know, it'd be a good idea. That'd be creative. No, it's not about that. We are commanded to share our troubles and our burdens with each other and help carry the weight of so many of these things that bog us down. So share, admit with a leader around here at Parkview. Or then finally, here's a fourth, admit to a counselor. Isn't it true? I've experienced this. Sometimes the folders, they get so thick, we put so much stuff in them that we don't even know exactly where to start. <laughs> I don't even know how I would unpack that thing. Sometimes you've been carrying around the bag for so long, it's been a part of you. It's been a backpack on your back for so many years or decades, you don't even know where to start to begin to unpack the thing. And I just want to say to you, friends, listen, there's nothing wrong with going to see a counselor. There's nothing wrong with that. And I especially feel like I need to say to some of the men this weekend around Parkview, because men a lot of times are like, I ain't going to see no counselor. That just ain't going to happen. Listen, listen. There's nothing wrong with going to see a counselor. That does not mean you're weak. It often means you're smart. There have been many seasons of my life where I have needed to go see a counselor because things have gotten so gnarly, the, the folders have gotten so thick, I just can't figure it out on my own. And I've had to go to somebody who's good at helping people unpack things. And I want to say this, if you're a Christian, you should go see a Christian counselor, amen? Because you need wisdom that is based on the Word of God. You don't need somebody just, you know, multiplying kisses, telling you what they think or what the world thinks. You need wisdom for your life for all these folders that are based on the Word of God. Look at this scripture, Philippians chapter 4. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. A counselor, somebody who is prepared, somebody who is trained to look at some of these things in your life. And then lead you toward things that are pure. Yeah, I see that in your life. I understand that you feel that way. But they can lead you towards what is right, what is lovely. They can lead you towards what is excellent and praiseworthy. Instead of just saying again what you want to hear, you need somebody. I need somebody in my life who's going to lead me towards this sort of stuff. When I bring them my stuff. Admit these things to a counselor. So where does that leave us today? Just a quick little recap. First of all, every single one of us, old and young, we all have folders. And it's okay. It's normal. It's okay to have folders. But it's not okay to just show them to everyone. Everyone does not want to see them. They don't. They don't need to see them. It's not okay to just file them away and pretend like they don't exist. So what do we do? We admit them to God. We admit them to a trusted friend who has also put their trust in God. We admit them to a leader around here at Parkview. Or we admit them to a counselor and we begin to find the healing and the life that we've always wanted to live. 
Now today, here's my hope. My hope and prayer today, I've been praying this all week, is that every single one of us, as we leave this campus today, that we would all begin to be people of the second chance. Like, like this shirt I have on, that's why I'm wearing this shirt, that we would be people of the second chance. One of my favorite organizations out there is this group. And, and they specialize in, you want to take a guess? Second chances. That's what they specialize in, giving second chances and, and fifth chances and 50th chances. And, and I, my guess is that every single one of us here today, when it comes to this study, are in one of two places. Some of you, first of all, need to give a second chance. The reason God brought you here today is because you need to give somebody, and I don't know who it is, but my guess is their name may already be in your mind as I say it. You need to give them a second chance. And you say, Todd, second chance, how about thousandth chance, you know, 500th chance? Yeah, maybe that. You need to give them a second chance because here's what happens. So many times, you know what we do? We get a folder and we write someone's name on it. We're carrying around folders with people's names on them. And it may be a really small up in the corner, you can barely see it, or, or the person's name may be really big. Like you may write it really big, like it's John, it's the John folder. He's got the John folder, I know, he's got the John folder again. It's huge. And you know what we do? We just fill this folder up. I mean, we just put stuff inside this folder, stuff they said to us, stuff they didn't say to us, times they embarrassed us, and we just fill up this folder. And here's what I want to say. I understand that. I get that. But our whole job, our calling as Christians is not to fill up folders with people's names on them. Our calling is to forgive. That's our calling. And I know some of you are saying, well, Todd, that, that's great, and this has been great, but you lost me. That's where you lost me. Okay, right there is where you lost me because you haven't seen my folder. If you knew about my folder, if you knew what she did, if you knew what he did, I mean, just to forgive them, I mean, that wouldn't be right, Todd. That wouldn't be fair. And you know what I would say to you? I agree. It wouldn't be fair. But we've talked about this before, friends. Listen, forgiveness has nothing to do with fairness. If you wait for everything to be fair in your life, you will never forgive. And my guess is you'll always have a folder with that person's name on it. And here's our calling. Here's our calling as Christians, as followers of Jesus. Our calling is to forgive. And what it looks like to forgive is this, is you take that folder with that person's name on it, and you open it up and you take something out that they've done. And you forgive it. And then the next day you take something else out of that folder. And you forgive it. And two days later you take three or four things out because they all happened at the same time. They did this on the same day. and you, So you take all those out and you forgive all those things. And you just continue to do that. And the goal is that one day you would forgive so much that you would not even have a folder with their name on it. And when that happens you'll experience freedom and you'll begin to live the life that you want to live and that God wants you to live. And did you know this, Parkview? Like 95% of the time, the people that we're building folders on, they don't even know we have a folder with their name on it. They don't even know about that. It's only a burden to you and to me. So you need to give that second chance. And for others, you need to receive a second chance. 
I've been praying about this this week too, that maybe this would be the weekend. For some, as we see it so visually like this, all the folders and all the stuff and the habits, maybe this weekend you would receive that second chance and you would just decide that I am not going to allow my past to determine my future. Amen? I'm not going to let these things that have happened, they're real, they're legit, but I'm not going to let them determine my future. Yes, I have some anger issues. Yes, I have some pornography problems. Yes, I have a lot of debt. Yes, I have jealousy. Yes, I've been embarrassed. Yes, I've been divorced. Yes, I had an abortion. Yeah, I eat too much. Yeah, I swear too much. Yeah, I shop too much, but here's the thing. I'm not going to allow these things to determine my future. Listen, God still has a plan, and he still has a purpose for your life. I guarantee you that. I heard a pastor say just this last week, if you're not dead, God's not done. If you're not dead, God's not done. And I want to ask you today, just decide. Just decide. I'm not going to let these things that litter my past determine who I'm going to be in the future. I'm going to bring these things to God, to a trusted friend, to a leader, or a counselor, and move past by the grace of Jesus. Amen? I'm going to pray for us today, and then we're going to stand. I'm going to pray. Yeah, let's give God a hand. He can do that. Amen. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to stand, and we're going to sing out to Jesus who can help us and give us strength through all these things. God, right now, I thank you for this time. I thank you for today. I thank you for weekends where we can come together, where we can just sing out, where we can study your word, and we can refocus our hearts and minds towards you. God, thank you for letting us see what happens in our lives with the folders and the baggage that we carry around, whether we're 14 years old or 40 years old or 70 years old. doesn't matter. We've got folders, and they're very real to us. So God, we come right now to you. We lean into you. And God, we pray this. We lean into you, that you would lean into us, that we would feel you. We would feel your son, Jesus, your Holy Spirit, just as close to us as maybe we felt you in a long, long time. God, we love you. We thank you for your strength, your grace that is new every morning. We come to you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.